0: to get down to business join seasoned entrepreneur community leader and army veteran scott shalom klein who will take you behind the scenes with those who work in america's small business scene and speak with leaders making an impact creating jobs and telling their story in entrepreneurship so let's get down to business on am 560 the answer here's your host shalom klein
1: and indeed, we're all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business, and I'm here at Shalom Klein, and you can always download podcasts on my website at syklein.com And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss. So let's jump right in with the one, the only, the productivity speaker. That's Sean ShuChuk, um, and uh, very, very excited for this conversation. Uh, Sean is a motivational speaker that not only looks at the big picture but also the practical applications and the ability to understand risk and reward. Um, he is among the most sought after speakers in North America and has been named uh, one of the top twenty five speakers, um, which is awesome. Sean is also the best selling author of two books, including Change. Your mind, change your results. Um, and super excited to have Sean on the program. Welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I always love to get to know the person behind the microphone, Sean. Um, you, uh, You know, to any of our listeners that might Google you, and we'll send people, of course, to your website um, in just a couple of minutes. But uh, they see who you are now. But uh, I know that that didn't come overnight. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you became so passionate about business, so passionate about sales, which is something we'll talk about, and and have become the uh, the well known author and speaker that you are today.
0: Well, thank you for the question. I I don't know how much time we have, but uh, that might be a loaded one. Listen, I I you know I grew up a farm kid. Uh, That's the reality. And I was about 13 years old. And uh, this will date me, of course, internet didn't exist, at least not how it does today. And the I asked my parents to write a check, there was an ad in the back of a magazine uh, to order some kind of a book self published book about, um, uh, you know, helping businesses grow or succeed. And it was—I think it was twelve or thirteen dollars—and they 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 granted my request and and wrote me a check for that. Um, and I remember reading this book, and and you know, self-published in today's world uh, is pretty commonplace. Uh, if we go back, to, you know, that point in time, there was no such thing as self-published. Uh, but this individual had taken it and literally sat down at the typewriter and 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 put a book out. And uh, I read this book cover to cover. I was about thirteen years old, but you know, I'm a kid. I'm in school. Uh, you know, who am I going to consult with the the cattle down the lane? Don't care. You know, what, what, uh, what I might or might not know. So that's kind of where it started. I finished school, moved from a small town, to big city, and uh, went and got myself a job quickly realized how really unemployable I was. And uh, so started um, working through applying some of those principles I learned from that book. I happen to still have the book. It's in my office. I, I use pictures of it. Uh, when I do presentations, it's kind of where it all began. Because um, I think for a lot of folks today that are probably listening to our conversation today, there there are people that want to do something, they have a message, they have a story, they have some a drive and ambition to make a shift and a change in their life. But change comes hard for people. And, you know, I have found that the only the only people that really embrace change are babies in wet diapers.
1: ain't that interesting ain't that interesting absolutely and uh you know across your books and across the folks that you speak to you uh you are really changing the paradigm on so many levels i alluded to this in our intro but you talk about how sales is not a dirty word can you talk about where you came up with that um with that aha moment if you will
0: yeah you know something um i grew up in a home that was very entrepreneurial not that we had lots of money but Uh, Certainly entrepreneurial. Um, And uh, I think most people today uh, that have never been exposed to becoming involved in a business as an entrepreneur or in the sales realm, uh, there is a very high level of fear. Why? Uh, And I think it goes back to and I'm not old enough actually to to actually remember when this was this this show came up, you know, things like uh, I've seen it in syndication WKRP in Cincinnati. Uh, You know, where you got this, this uh, polyester suit wearing sales guy that can, you know, sell anything to anyone and put it where the sun don't shine. And, uh, you know, the used car salesman type uh, persona. And that's not sales, to be very clear. Uh, You know, uh, Hollywood has done something to the sales realm that isn't real. Sales is, besides being the highest paid profession in the world, sales is something you do with somebody, not to them. And when we start to understand that that it's it's about sitting on the same size of table as that individual you're having a conversation with and uh and pulling back the curtain allowing them to see something from a completely different perspective than they may have ever you know entertained prior to that conversation that's what sales is really all about um and when we move down that that uh that that well a little bit we start to look and say okay listen you know it's relatively easy for a number of people to sell Mm, something that's tangible, you know, your laptop, your phone, your car, et cetera, you can see, feel and touch it. Mm-hmm. But when we start to go into something where we're, we're selling a service that is, is intangible. Uh, and one of the ones that comes up in question is more often than not, is coaching. Uh, because if you look at most coaches today, most coaches can't afford to pay attention, never mind their bills. And there's a reason for that. Now, those individuals, they're well meaning, they have great stories. They have a message that the world needs to hear, but the challenge is the sales. And so when we start to understand that we need to be able to um, become a little bit more creative, we need to be able to paint a picture for that individual or individuals, plural, that we're having conversations with around what it is that we do. If you're a coach, and I'll say this very openly and bluntly, and some people look at me sideways when I say this, if you're a coach and you're selling coaching, you're in trouble.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm chatting with Sean Shizek, who is uh, quite literally the productivity uh, speaker. Um, And you can find everything on his website, which is changeyourresults.com. He's also author of the book, Change Your Mind, Change Your Results. And what we are about to touch on, Sean, is something that quite literally will change all of the entrepreneurs and business owners tuning in to get down to business, changing their lives on so many levels. You've talked frequently about the proven three-step model to massively boost productivity. Again, we only actually have a few minutes remaining in this segment, but my goal is wet people's appetite. Give, give them something to read your book and so on. Again, three-step method that will, that will boost productivity. That sounds too good to be true, Sean.
0: Well, and it's not because if you start to understand something that, um, in North America today, the average person is productive only four to 24 hours. So increasing productivity is actually not that difficult. If we could just one more hour from every individual, and for those of you that may be listening and our, our business owners or your leaders or your managers or your you know your C-suite, um, if you got one extra hour from every individual on your team, just think of what your bottom line would look like at the end of the fiscal year. Um, and I want to come back to your question for a second because I think it's really important that we all understand what productivity is. It's become a buzzword. And if you ask the average person, today, what does productivity mean? They're going to well, more. And perhaps that's true. But productivity is defined as any action, step or activity that moves you in the direction of your goal or objective. So what are you doing today that is productive and what are you doing today that is not? And if all of us were to do a little bit of internalization of that, if we were to do some introspection to say, you know, what am I doing today that's actually moving the needle? And what am I doing that isn't? And those things that you're doing that is non productive, in other words, not moving the needle, not moving you forward, not carrying you in the direction of your goal objective. Oh, my goodness, stop doing them. Um, for those of you that are entrepreneurs, you can't grow or expand a business until you know what you shouldn't be doing. That's where you start this whole productivity journey
1: yeah absolutely and and this is something as as promised that can, can quite literally again change uh, productivity and you talk about it in your in your book quite a bit last thing that we have time for Sean is uh, talking about time management you know even in this conversation we are uh, talking obviously on the radio with a limited time I wish we'd go on for hours and hours and talk about each of these topics at great length but time management is a term that's thrown around quite a bit but you believe it's baloney is that right?
0: Listen, we've heard for generations now that we need to manage time better, and it is garbage. It's absolute garbage. You cannot stop the clock. Uh, You know, we're talking about being on the radio, and obviously for anyone who's ever done an interview, there's a clock running. It's always running. You cannot stop this. So you can't manage time. You get all there is, but you can manage what you do in 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 that time that you've been gifted with. What are those high-leverage activities? If you've got an hour, what are you doing? I tell people this. If you're in business and you want to improve, that means you want to grow, expand, or scale, you need to be doing something different, dramatically different. And people say, well, I don't have the time, but they're busy for the sake of being busy. Busy does not equal productive. And so once we start to understand there are things that you shouldn't be doing, and I'll share this very quickly. I started working with a company. This has got to be about 15 or 18 years ago, and they were doing well. Mom and pop started in the basement of their house, and they built it up to about $35 million a year. And they called me in to help them because they had plateaued there. And the first day, she phoned me. The wife, she said, "Sean, we had an amazing day." I said, per- per- "Share with me. What? How was it?" She goes, "We did this, this," and she shared with me. And then I said, "Well, it's six thirty at night. What are you? What are you? What are you doing?" She goes, "Oh, we're cleaning the bathrooms, emptying the waste paper baskets." Listen, that is a non-productive activity. Now I know it needs to get done, and that's what she said to me. Um, but somebody else can be doing yeah. those types of jobs. You need to be doing something that moves the needle.
1: For sure. Sean, I want to make sure people learn how they can move the needle forward. I know you talk all about it. Sean, how can we get in touch with you and pick up a copy of your new book? com.
0: Go to the store, get a copy of the book. And then for those of you out there that want to become a coach, go to com. Brand new, Helping Coaches.
1: Fantastic, Sean Shichek, thank you so much for sharing your passion and expertise with us. Can't wait to bring you on real soon onto the program. A quick break, a lot more coming up on Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. to get down to business got a real treat in store for you i'm thrilled to be joined by Jonas agos who went from ethiopian refugee to a united states army purple heart recipient to an owner of a 47 major refugee restaurant franchise and he's an international franchise uh, association franchisee of the year and has been featured in a wide range of publications He's been profiled, believe it or not, alongside Colin Powell in a cover story in Parade Magazine, and the book is called From Scrappy to Self Made. Jonas, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate you.
2: Hey, thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely, Jonas. Um, first of all, thank you for your uh, service. Um, you have quite have had quite the journey. Going from, uh, again, a refugee camp to a U.S. Army stint that culminated in a Purple Heart, from scrappy to self-made. In uh, 60 seconds or less, can you tell us um, how how in, the, how in the world you could even write this story?
2: <laughs> well, uh, it wasn't that easy. And obviously, time, time uh, is very valuable for me. But it's been a long goal and dream of mine to uh, write a book. And I made the time for it. You know, I had a Forbes do an article on me in 2020. And uh, the guy that did that article, he goes, hey, have you ever thought about doing a book? I said, you know, as a matter of fact, I've, that's one of my goals. So he goes, well, I can help you write
1: it. I, and I said, let's go. Absolutely wild. Yeah,
2: it's, it's been a great journey.
1: It sounds like it. Um, it and it's really a uh, sort of a combination between a how-to self-help uh, business book um, but again, uh, really, your story is quite inspirational. Uh, I know your parents uh, fled war um ethiopia to seek a new life in America, um, and we're going to talk all about some of the things that are, uh, that are in the book. Um, but again, you've operated 47 rent- restaurant franchises. Um, over the years, a uh, pretty successful portfolio. So let's let's dive into some of the things that I know are, are covered in the book. Um, it really concludes, we're going to start at the end over here. Um, you've got top five tips to succeed in business. Can we talk a little bit about uh, about what they are? Finding your passion. Uh, that's, that's pretty interesting.
2: So, I mean, you know, I, I get a lot of people and a lot of people that have done well in business I get asked the question like, hey, you know, I have this idea. I want to do this, and I say, "Listen, you got to make sure it don't no matter how much money you think you're gonna make that you're passionate about it. Because if you are, you'll never work a day in your life." And they're like, "Wow, but it's you know, blah blah this franchise." I'm like, "I get it, but is that something? you see yourself enjoying doing that? Because you're gonna work your butt off, and you're not gonna make nothing for a while, and so you gotta. It's gotta be something you're passionate about."
1: That's that's for sure. Passion is key. Uh, I I say that so many times on this program you then talk about making the most of every minute you alluded to this a moment ago of you know time is precious but one of the things that definitely you have proven is that you're a pretty young guy and you've been able to do a lot making the most of every minute any 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 commentary on that one
2: well you know i always say uh, say this to people time's the most valuable asset we all have because you know you, you know if you did like tomorrow you couldn't get back you know so Five minutes ago, you can't get back. So use your time wisely. There's 24 hours in a day. And sometimes people like me don't feel like it's not not enough time.
1: That's for sure. I'm chatting with uh, Jonas Segos from Scrappy Self-Made Author, What Entrepreneurs Can Learn from an Ethiopian Refugee to Turn roadblocks into an empire. Um, and that's a perfect segue into the third of your uh, of your five tips of how to succeed in business. You talk about using your immigrant status as an energizer. That is especially relevant now more than ever, isn't it?
2: It is. I mean, we have a chip on our shoulder. and You know, we come from uh, various countries where we've, you know, we've never had an opportunity. So when you come to America, even with its problems, it's, nothing like it in the world where you can come here with nothing work your butt off and become somebody
1: that's for sure and you really uh, exemplify this next category which is looking for the next opportunity i mean who would have thought that again coming from a refugee camp becoming a uh, purple heart recipient um you've been looking for the next opportunity and you've owned fitness centers fast food restaurants and so on um when did you discover that aha moment of looking for the next opportunity well, you know, I, I
2: was told by a successful uh, entrepreneur, diversify. You know, we've all ever heard that word, but, you know, by the, by, what he meant was, you know, it's okay you got this concept you're running, but find a different opportunity because every brand or whatever has cycles, you know, based on the economy. So I always tell that to people, you know, just don't get too comfortable with what you have. Uh, and, and a true entrepreneur is always going to look for
1: opportunities yeah absolutely and the last one is perhaps my favorite which is be grateful can you tell us what you mean by that
2: you know like sometimes even for me who's come from nothing uh you you i've been in this country for over 30 years and you forget that how good we have it here and sometimes i get reminders when i go to you know uh, other countries that are less fortunate and i try to teach that to my kids you know you know sometimes we always want more Oh, i want that raise. i want this i want that car but If you actually look at it in hindsight, you're like, man, you know, there's some people that don't even have a single car, and I have two, or I have a house, and they don't even have running water, and I came from that environment. So once in a while, I do do get humbled by situations, and that's what I meant by be grateful for what you have, because some people have less, and they're more happier than we are.
1: Absolutely, I'm chatting with the uh, co-author of *From Scrappy to Self-Made*: What Entrepreneurs Can Learn from an Ethiopian Refugee to Turn Roadblocks into an Empire. Um, really, really interesting, uh, Jonas. I I would be remiss if I did not uh, talk again about your uh, your time in the army. Um, and again, what what I guess what, let's start with what drove you into the army, and and if you don't mind talking uh, a little bit about what. Uh, what what lessons you've learned of uh, coming out of the army, especially again having received that Purple Heart and thank you for your service and your sacrifice, um, that that really provided some lessons that have enabled you to be successful in business.
3: No,
2: uh, thank you again. Uh, what inspired me to join the army was a, a few things that happened in my life. Nine Eleven was one. Uh, it, it made me patriotic and thankful for having been given the opportunity to be in this country. And and the other was you know, college wasn't my thing. I did go to junior college, and I just and I needed something to push me. And when I joined the service, obviously I, I joined during uh, when we were at war. I ended up going to Iraq and, and and got wounded seriously. But I've learned a lot of good things from the military: discipline, being mission-driven, you know, not taking no for an answer, and just accomplishing your goals no matter what the obstacles uh, that get uh, in your way. And it has taught me a lot uh, lessons that I will keep for the rest of my life. And I've applied them as a civilian, and it has worked for me.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Jonas, i got a couple more questions for you in our very, very short time remaining. Um, And one thing that I find interesting is managing multiple businesses at once. That's something you talk about in the book. Again, it's called From Scrappy Self-Made. Is there any sort of quick uh, quick uh, advice that you would have for fellow entrepreneurs that are struggling with that.
2: Uh so that that's a great question. Uh the, the key to running multiple businesses is you got to be able to multitask. You got to surround yourself with the right people, have the right team, build the right team so that they can help you get to the next level. And uh sometimes I do make it look easy, but trust me it is not easy. Uh and obviously uh you know, post pandemic things are getting a bit better, but during the pandemic uh um, that tested my skills, but I was fortunate and blessed enough to have the right team and I was self-driven and uh, I stayed on top of everybody and uh, I was able to multitask and run run multiple businesses at the same time.
1: That's impressive. Jonas, I've got time for one more question for you and you just uh, sort of provided the perfect uh, segue into that piece, which is doing it in tough times. Uh, pandemic was not easy for any business, but especially in your line of work, again, um, uh, your franchises. I mean, uh, any advice on uh, sort of how to survive and not just survive, but actually thrive even in unpredictable moments like we just had over these past few years?
2: You know, uh, obviously, uh, now we know, God forbid, if we get another uh, uh, pandemic, uh, w- most business will know how to operate. But uh, again, I've never gone through that in my life. And the challenges that we're throwing at is, uh, I mean, you couldn't make it up. But i i <laughs> took it day by day that is one thing i tell the people just focus on the day it's easy sometimes to let your mind wonder and think about what what about tomorrow and then you know the, the next week and the month and the year but take it day by day and trust the process and you know and if you build a strong foundation you'll be able to weather and that's what got me through the pandemic i mean especially when we were having staffing issues and stuff mm-hmm. Uh, I I built a strong enough team to help me weather the storm.
1: For sure. Jonas Hagos really, really enjoyed our conversation. I want to make sure our listeners can find your book and get in touch with you to hear your inspirational story, your business advice, and so much more. How can we do that? Uh,
2: JonasHagos.com, Amazon, uh, sells a lot of my book. Uh, You can find it on Barnes & Noble online. Uh, There's other uh, platforms as well uh, that's available. You get it on uh, audiobook uh, through Audible and uh, Amazon and, I believe,
1: uh, Apple. Fantastic. From Scruffy Self-Made, JonasAgas.com, thank you so much for joining us, Jonas. I can't wait to bring you back on real soon. A lot more small business jobs and entrepreneurship when we return after this quick break. Don't touch that dial. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I am super excited to be joined by the author of Money Game, and it's Daniel Mangana. Um, Daniel, I know early in his career, noticed a recurring theme that held people back in their life, thinking that they didn't have enough money to do what they really wanted to do. We're going to talk about Dan's life experiences. Um, First and foremost, Dan McGuena, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for joining us.
3: Thank you for having me, buddy. Really, really excited to be here.
1: Absolutely. I know you've been featured on virtually all of the major media outlets. Again, you've written the book, Money Game, your website, dreamwithdan.com, and we'll send folks to it again and again. But Dan, I always love to get to know the person behind the microphone. What are some of those life experiences that uh, that helped you uh, come to that aha moment that, uh, uh, about the, what, the, the, the role that money plays and frankly, the role that money shouldn't?
3: Mm-hmm. I think for me, it was losing everything twice at quite a young age. I actually made and lost two million pound fortunes by the age of 23. Um, there was a time in my life when I thought that the financial goal was the most important thing. Having to build yourself up after all of that really helped me to understand that money is a very great and powerful tool. And it's very foolish to think that we can live without it. But it's not the thing to make that the the primary focus and goal for your life.
1: A 100%. And you know, it's interesting, I talked about this last week on the program, often when people greet each other on the street, they'll say, you know, so nice to meet you, Dan, so nice to meet you. Um, Mm -hmm. What do you do? And often we are defined by our job or sometimes by our education levels and so on. But you argue in Money Game um, that there's something that blocks abundance that's not your level of of education or your job. Can you tell us what that is?
3: It's alignment. And I think one of the things that we'll find time and time again as we start to really reflect on the wins that we've had in our lives and the challenges that we've had, no one aspect of us was wholly responsible for it. As humans, we've got a physical body that moves through time and space. We have a mind, because we have mind over matter, the the physical body can do things that it shouldn't be able to do because of where the mind is at. But also even the law recognizes that our emotional state dictates how we are thinking. So we need to bring all of these to bear. If I'm just focusing on being positive, but I haven't up leveled my skills, or I've just focused on my skills, but I haven't actually worked on my mindset. If I've done all that, but I haven't taken care of my emotional resilience, I'm not going to be able to succeed. And far too many people are putting all of their focus and attention on just one area instead of looking holistically at all of the being that we are.
1: Absolutely. I'm chatting with the author of Money Game and Stepping Beyond Intention. That's Daniel Mangana. And uh, also, Dan, I know you're a podcast host, international Mm -hmm. speaker, and a workshop leader, which we're going to talk about in just a moment. Um, But as you mentioned in the intro, you've learned these lessons at the price of amassing great wealth, I believe at a very young age, but you've lost Mm -hmm. it all twice. So Dan, in your workshops, in your podcasts, and everything that you do, how do you take those lessons? And what are some of the things that our listeners can expect if they pick up a copy of the book and and come to some of those sessions with you.
3: Well, first and foremost, they're going to they're going to learn the power and importance of personal responsibility. Far too often, we do something that I think is really funny, which is we try to deploy agency in our life that we've given away through blame and um, and making other people responsible. You can't. Be the one that's directing where your life goes if you're not the one that's responsible for where your life goes. So that's one thing. And the other thing is being open to being supported and recognizing that as humans, we're never going to get it right every day. We're never going to be happy every day. We're going to need help. We're going to need support. We're going to need guidance. We're going to need community. And when we bring those things into the mix of what we're creating with a clear intention and that alignment we spoke about before, you can become pretty unstoppable.
1: Absolutely. So, Dan, you talk to a lot of folks, and I'm curious if there's an ideal profile of folks that are ready for the Dan Mangana Dreamer experience, and what are some of the things that you've noticed from people that have come to your uh, to your workshops, have, have, have tuned in to your podcast, and have read the book Money Game? Are there any success stories that you can share with our listeners? Uh, we've got
3: plenty of success stories, but I think one of the things that I, I really want people to focus on is that People from all walks of life with all levels of experience have made their way into our community, into our ecosystem and found that they get a big change, a big difference that happens in their life. But I think everybody that comes into our ecosystem that gets something and really the people that manage to stay in our ecosystems, our ecosystem are the ones that really kind of adhere to what I said before about personal responsibility. If you're the kind of person that's going to say, oh, you're the one that's going to do it for me, or you're the one that's going to make sure it happens versus me as the individual actually committing to taking the action and moving forward, you're never going to get anywhere. You're certainly not going to succeed with with the approach that we take. Our approach is very, very centered on taking our divine ability to actually create outcomes, to make changes, to, to develop emotional resilience, to develop a, a, a rock solid mindset and to improve who we are physically so that we can actually create goals and, and not in a way that allows other people to stand in our way or to be the scapegoat for any, any challenges that arise. But people that really step up to the plate and say, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm creating. This is who I'm going to be. Uh, And they're the ones that generally get there. We've got people that have made millions of dollars within a year. We've got people that create financial freedom. People have dealt with health issues and family dynamics. We've got so many stories and you can see some of them on the website, but I think key is those people stepped up and said, I'm going to do this.
1: Absolutely. I'm chatting with Daniel Mangena, the author of Money Game and Stepping Beyond Intention. I know your unique philosophies and processes have completely transformed thousands of clients' financial lives while instilling the belief in them that money is an energy that we can all align to. Dan, I've really enjoyed our conversation. I want to make sure our listeners can find your book, get in touch with you and your team. How can they do that?
3: Dreamwithdan.com is the easiest place to find everything about me and what we're up to
1: fantastic dream with dan.com uh, again the book uh, money game it's it's absolutely fantastic and uh, really appreciate you uh, sharing your passion your expertise i can't wait to bring you back on real soon
3: thank you so much appreciate it buddy.
1: absolutely coming up after the break we've got a lot more small business jobs and entrepreneurship you can always get on my website sy follow me on twitter at shalom klein and be sure to subscribe rate review and share on your favorite podcast app we've got a lot more in store for you so don't touch that dial get down to business we'll be right back Hey, welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You can always get on my website, sycline.com to get a sneak peek of who's going to be on next week on the program, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And be sure to get on your favorite podcast app, subscribe, rate, review, and share. It makes it even easier for others to find this program. They're all to be joined by returning guest, Dr. Brian Smith, founder and senior managing partner of IA Business Advisors, a management consulting firm that has worked with more than 19,000 CEOs, entrepreneurs, managers, and employees worldwide. And together with his daughter, Mary Griffin, he has authored his latest book in the I In Team series. And this one is called Positive Influence, Be the I In Team. Again, Dr.
4: Brian Smith, welcome back to the program. Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely thrilled to have you on. I know uh, as mentioned in the intro, you've worked with a lot of folks Uh, Can you describe what it means to be uh, and to embrace our own positive influence and uh, why that's become the theme of your new book?
4: Yeah, it's, you know, as we integrate ourselves and, and spread our influence, focusing on being the most positive we can be within our area of influence is really the underlying foundation of our work. And helping people to realize what that means for them individually is the mission. And for each of us, that is something different. But the takeaway is, is if we are leaving people in a positive way, if we're making them reach their goals, our goals together with them, then we're doing positive work.
1: Indeed, indeed. So, zooming out for a moment, you wrote this book with your daughter, Mary. Um, so, indeed, uh, you know you are the I in uh, in team, I guess over here. Teamwork over here uh, on many levels. Um, how did you uh, how did you sell your daughter on this uh, on your passion for uh, for this uh, for participating in your series?
4: Well, you know our company's twenty seven years old. Uh, she's twenty nine, so she basically grew up in this environment. And when she went off to school. Uh, she was struggling with what she wanted to do. She was an English major, and she was helping me write, and she got into my journals. And I like to journal. And as she went through those journals, she said, you know, Dad, there's a lot of lessons in your journals. Have you ever thought about, you know, writing a book and taking what you do for a living and trying to help more people do it through writing, not just through the consulting work that you do?
1: That's awesome, and obviously, uh, it's it's contributed. I know greatly to the style, which, which makes it relevant. Of course, folks that have learned from uh, from you, including the uh, tens of thousands of folks that have benefited from uh, from your management consulting firm. Uh, but now, uh, hopefully, uh, many additional. Uh, uh, decades and generations will be able to learn from uh, your daughter Mary. So let's get back to the topic over here, Positive Influence, Be the I and Team. That's the book written by Brian and Mary, uh, uh, Brian Smith and Mary Griffin. Um, So how does this play into your idea that individual and influence are uh, synonymous?
4: Well, As we move through our life, we all have influence. It began actually before we were born and it's our biggest responsibility. Um, How we influence others is for us the most responsible thing that we have to manage. And as we wrote this book, we wanted to give people takeaways on how to communicate more positively, how to react to negative situations more positively, how to handle the challenges of life more positively. And we walk them through like we did in our first book, what that might look like for them within the context of their areas of influence, understanding that we all have different areas of influence. We don't speak to it as this is exactly how you do something we understand that each of us faces things differently and that you have to try to make lemonade out of the lemons that come to us through our life every day.
1: Indeed. And I don't want to share all the secrets of the book. Again, the book is called Positive Influence, be the I in team. Um, but what qualities do lend themselves uh, most to channeling our positive influences?
4: Well, for one, it's, uh, under, it's clear communication and being able to communicate fully. We like to apply the smart structure to communication, which means that if you're gonna communicate with someone, be specific, be transparent about the topic. Um, if there are measurements involved in what the topic is, make sure you share those things. Um, understand people's, their own understanding. Don't assume that people understand what you're having to say. So, communication is really the foundation of establishing a positive environment for yourself.
1: No question about it. Again, chatting with Dr. Brian Smith. And you know, cutting to the chase over here, uh, you know, especially with small business owners and entrepreneurs that might be tuning in, how can they influence their teams to help it become more cohesive? That's something everybody's asking.
4: Yeah, I think one of the things that you can do is engage with them and and help them to realize, any gaps you might have within their their area of influence, or as the big eye, as we call it, your team's area of influence. And then offer the opportunity to include uh, all of them in what that solution might look like, what the challenge is like, what the solution is like. Offer a space for communication to happen. Offer a place where you can guide positively through that discussion and come up with a list of smart ideas and specific, measurable, attainable, realistic and timely ideas that can be turned into a tactical resolution to fill the gaps.
1: Uh, Brian, really enjoying our conversation. We're gonna have a couple more minutes after this quick break to uh, continue our conversation. But again, can you share the name of the book and where folks can find it and get in touch with you and of course your daughter?
4: Yeah. The book is Positive Influence, Be the I and Team. It's available on Amazon or any other online bookstore. Um, you can also go to our website, iabusinessadvisors.com. And we're on all the socials, the I and Team series.
1: Fantastic. Brian Smith, thanks so much. We're going to come back and continue our conversation. Be the I and Team. That's what it's all about. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to Get Down to Business. We are continuing our conversation with Dr. Brian Smith, founder and senior managing partner of IA Business Advisors, a management consulting firm that has worked with more than 19,000 CEOs, entrepreneurs, managers, and employees worldwide. Together with his daughter, Mary Griffin, he has authored the latest book in the I in Team series, which is Positive Influence, Be the I in Team. Uh, Dr. Smith, welcome back. Thanks so much. Thank you. Absolutely. So it's interesting. I alluded to this in our earlier segments that, um, you know, your daughter is, uh, as you said, preceded uh, the uh, the company, which is interesting. Um, but there's a definitely something happening out there in terms of generationally. There's a lot of folks that call themselves influencers, and they may not embody your idea of positive influencers. Can you share how you believe that they are a little bit different?
4: Yeah, well, we live in a time that is foundationally driven by technology loud for you know, a person who sings with their cat to have this new job title called influencer. And then these influencers can jump to more influential topics like politics or diets or any other thing that influences us as humans. And this is where we get back to responsible influence and understanding your what you're trying to do with your influence and doing it in a positive way. I know that a lot of this is opinion and that we want to you know, try to help people, but really taking a look at yourself and realizing what your influence is doing and where it should be placed and getting in that lane and staying there is part of the positive influence process.
1: Absolutely. And so what do we need to do to be a positive influence on those who have, frankly, a very different point of view, perhaps influenced by their generation?
4: Well, I think for one, we need to support them. And I think it's fair for us to clearly define for them what their influence means to us. To those that, you know, I'll use the analogy, sing with their cats, you know, praise them for doing that. And when they try to go outside of their lane, in a very positive way, remind them that that's not their area of influence. And if they want it to be, they should go and get the education, get the experience, not just the entertainment side of it, but do those things and be responsible with it. And I think these conversations, when they happen with the younger generation, through my experience, actually stick. They'll actually slow down and listen to if you do it in a respectful way, if you acknowledge their success, but also help them to realize that that success has limits and that they really should put it into context of what they're trying to do with that entertainment or whatever area of influence they have.
1: Absolutely. And the million-dollar question, just as we come to a close in our conversation with the author of the new book, Positive Influence, Be the Eye in Team, is, uh, and this is especially relevant right now, how do we keep ourselves and others accountable, also keeping interactions positive? Aren't those two things sort of contradictions?
4: Yeah, they are, but accountability shouldn't be negative. Accountability should be positive, And we should all strive to that high road that keeps us grounded in our convictions. And yeah, we have to look in the mirror. And I think the more we look in the mirror, the more we ground ourselves, the more we ground ourselves and realize that we have this responsible influence, this, this responsibility to be a positive influence, the more we can adjust our behavior and adjust our communication and actions, and better align ourselves with our areas of influence to be more positive
1: absolutely dr brian smith really enjoyed our conversation over here and i certainly want to make sure our listeners know where they can again get in touch with you your daughter and pick up a copy of the book how can they do that
4: well you can get our book positive influence be the i and team at amazon or any other uh, online bookstore you can visit us at iabusinessadvisors.com or you can get us on social through the i and team series
1: fantastic Uh, Brian Smith thanks so much for joining us Um, that's a wrap for us here on the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship as always get on my website sykline.com follow me on twitter at shalom klein getting your favorite podcast app just search for get down to business subscribe rate review and share uh and that way you don't miss a single episode uh but some great conversations this week can't wait to come back next sunday at 6 p.m right here in Five Sixty the answer to success let's get down to business